I know it's hard to decipher of like, well, what do you mean leave room for the miracles? What should I say yes and what should I say no to? Sometimes you're just going to have to trust and have faith that saying no is probably the best option for you right now. And it, it might be scary and it might not make sense, but opportunity sometimes doesn't make sense. And those are sometimes the biggest blessings. Hi, and welcome to the Girl Who Can podcast. I'm so, so happy you're here. It's time for you to remember that you are the girl who is valuable, inspiring, and deserves to live in the confidence that is uniquely yours. Because my friend, you are the girl who can, but we're also not a place that expects or promises perfection because striving and hustling for the perfect looking life, one, doesn't exist, and two, will rob you of who you were created to be. So stick around and let me remind you of how to be the girl who can with who you already are. In this podcast, we have conversations that inspire you to be productive, stay rooted in purpose, but also learn how to embrace the imperfection that is just part of the journey and remember that you're not alone in that. So hi, I'm Arissa, registered dietitian by trade, but most importantly, your friend, and I've made it my mission to live and share with you the importance of working hard, but also resting well. So I invite you to be the girl who shows up for herself as we get into today's episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Girl Who Can podcast. I'm your host, Arissa, and I'm so happy that you are here. I am really sorry if I sound a little nasally on this episode or just my voice sounds a little different. I have been so sick, you guys. Like, I have not gotten sick since 2019, which is something I was so proud of. I even got 20. I got, I can't even talk. My brain is fried. I got COVID last year in 2021 and I had zero symptoms. Like I felt like I did on a normal day, zero asymptomatic. It was great. And I'm grateful for that because I know that's not everybody's experience, but in terms of like runny nose, cough, headache, fever, whole shebang, I have not gotten sick since 2019, and I'm like, my immune system is just on point, but it it came knocking at my door, and it knocked real hard and came in crashing like a tsunami. I hate being sick. For anybody out there who gets sick often, I am so sorry because it is not fun and make sure you, if you actually, that is you side note, just dietitian in me is like gut health, put your gut health in check because a majority of your immune system is housed in your gut. And so yeah, probiotics, fiber, eat your veggies, you know, all those things, but that's just a side note. But yeah, I've been sick. So I'm sorry if my voice sounds 
a little off and I might have to pause this episode from time to time for me to cough or blow my nose, but that's just TMI that you don't need to know, but wanted to make that disclaimer. If you are new around here, I promise I'm not sick and (laughs) I don't start with these intros, but if you're new around here, so happy that you're here. I'm your sister friend to just help encourage you each Wednesday of being the girl who can with who exactly you are right now. And I promise you that's all you need. That is more than enough. And I'm here to just remind you of that. And what I wanted to talk about this week is actually shout out to my fiance. He gave me the inspiration of this podcast episode because he always says to me all the time, Arissa, you work from home and working from home is the most perfect situation you could be in because you're so good at time management. He says, if that were me, I would struggle to get up in the morning because he I don't really report to anybody. I just make sure I get my work done and everybody is happy and I get it. Not everybody has that luxury of working from home and they go physically to an office. I know what that's like as well because I used to commute an hour each way for my job. And so I've seen both ends of the spectrum of working from home and trying to create a routine and time manage my personal and work from home life. But also I've seen the other end of learning how to time manage when two hours out of my day is being sucked up into a car. And I don't really have control over that because that's where I chose to have my job. And I was also getting a master's degree at that time. So I was a cycle instructor trying to get my master's degree, a full-time job, two hours spent in a car commuting, all of that. It required time management. So I feel like I'm pretty good at time managing. That is something that I have a big strength in. And Tyler also tells me all the time. So I just wanted to share a couple of things that I personally do that I feel have worked for me now and in the past. And I've really honed in and grown on that have become habits. I truly feel like these five things that I'm about to share with you are just a piece of who I am now. And I promise they can be a piece of who you are too if you proactively work on these things and are just mindful of it. Um, yeah, so so let's get into it. And the first one being, I have a rule, okay? So the rule is if it can be done in five minutes or less, do it right now. And I heard this some time when I was in college um, and It has been so helpful. It sounds so simple, but it applies to so many different things. So like, for example, if I'm on a call with a client and we got off the call and I kind of have like a little mini to-do list or she asked me to follow up and send a link, you know, it can be very easy for me to put that off for even if it's 10 minutes, you know, like, oh, I'll go and do something and then I'll come back and do that. I'll put it on my to-do list. No, If I tell myself constantly throughout the day, if it can be done in five minutes or less, do it now. Could be an email, could be a text message, could be responding to something, could be sending somebody a link. And I know those sound like small tasks, but if you think about it, what gets somebody overwhelmed and feeling like they may have a million things to do on their to-do list, it can come from the fact that there are little little tasks that are just taking over, causing the stress, causing the overwhelm. 
And so even though the tasks that can be done in five minutes or less might not be the most, quote, important or, quote, big things, but it can be things that can help you better see the important or big projects because you're not clouded with the distractions of like the little things that might be eating away at you or, oh my goodness, I forgot to send that. I'm so sorry. I'm just so, I'm so busy. And so I don't let myself get to that point because if it can be done in five minutes or less, do it right now. So then I don't forget about the little things because it can be very, very easy to forget about those little things if I get distracted. And it when you paint the picture of like, it, it can be done in five minutes or less, you're reducing the way it f- might feel intimidating. Five minutes is not that much time. And so it can be if we stretch it out, right? Like if I get off the phone with that client and I have a little bit of a to-do list to send her a couple of things. But if I walk away from my computer or I get distracted um, responding to somebody else immediately or open up a different browser, then that tasks uh, that task of sending whatever link it was that I needed to do um, get stretched out into a 15, 20, maybe the, it, I remember at the end of the day. So that thing that could have been done in five minutes ends up being a 20 minute thing then it becomes a, a, a huge deal. It becomes a task that I have made it. And then it, we transfer that out into our other tasks. Things that can be done in five minutes, we make them 30 and then we get overwhelmed. And so five minutes, it can be done. And let's say the task you feel like is actually going to take more than five minutes. Maybe just start with five minutes. Instead of viewing like this project is going to take me... I don't know, an hour to complete or two hours to complete. And you don't even want to start it. If you start just with five minutes, okay, I'm going to start at nine and I'll work till 9.05. Take it in five minute increments and you might actually see it in the five minute increments where then it's less intimidating and then you become a little bit more productive and you're on a roll and you accomplish the whole thing. You work for that entire hour and you get it done. And even outside of work, you know, viewing this rule that I have, if if it can be done in five minutes or less, do it now. Apply that to just your lifestyle. For example, like cooking. Sometimes if you're you're really busy or you feel like I don't have time to cook, um, whatever it might be, you can throw a sandwich together in five minutes. You know, you can throw a turkey sandwich together in five minutes. It's carbs, there's bread, there's fat if you put some cheese or avocado, and there's protein. So it really is, oh gosh, here goes my voice, hold on. Okay, I'm back. It really is a simple way to view things of less intimidating. I don't, I tell this to my clients all the time, I don't expect you to be a gourmet chef, but a sandwich, like I said, can be done in five minutes. And instead of skipping a meal and then you show up to the next meal hangry, moody because you skipped a meal and then you're resenting your work for making you too busy, you see how it turns into just this train wreck. But you can make lunch in under five minutes and it doesn't have to be a gourmet meal. It can be something simple as a sandwich. It doesn't need to be perfect. So yes, Tip number one, if it can be done in five minutes or less, do it now. Tip number two is scheduling life in just like you would a appointment. You know, scheduling your life in because 
then it allows you to see the balance that you are creating, you are inviting in and that you are making a choice of. So then you're able to visually see the balance, not just meeting after meeting and overwhelm. And I get it. Maybe you work an eight to five and you know, after five is like your time, you, you time. And maybe that looks different from day to day, but actually schedule it in. Like, are you going to come home and make dinner? Literally put on your calendar or your planner make dinner or go on a walk. Or for me, like something that's a foundation piece is going to the gym. And so I will schedule in um, the day before when I think a good time throughout that day is going for me, is going, I'm going to go to the gym. Sorry, stumbling over words there. But And it doesn't look the same every day for me. Some people, and I used to be this way of, okay, I'm always going to wake up at 5 a.m. and go to the gym and that's the time. And for some, routine is good. But for me, my days are going to be really different each day and I'm okay with that. That's something that I've accepted about my life. And so, but the day before, I will schedule it in when I think it's going to fit. So then I can visually see it and know that I am preparing my day for this to be the time that I commit to myself because it is something that is a foundation piece to me that allows me to show up in my work in a way that's productive because I am putting my foundations first. And it also allows you, I believe, to have this healthy relationship with how you're working because you're moving in a way from just all work. And if you are somebody who works, doesn't work from home and actually goes physically to an office, I get it. You can't just like schedule the gym in the middle of the day or whatever it might be, but you can schedule in a walk. Maybe it's even like a 10 minute social media break. And it sounds dumb to like, why would I put this on my calendar? I can just do that whenever I want type of thing. But for me, what has worked, visually seeing it and visually putting the action step of I'm going to put this on my calendar, visually see that I'm creating a bit of a balance in my day and also committing to it. If it's something that fills up my cup, um, why not? Why not? And if it's something that's new to you, like you're, you don't usually use your work breaks for a walk, um, Scheduling it in shows the importance that you are placing on it um, to give yourself that break because working, you know, the straight eight hours or whatever it might be, that's not going to be good for just your productivity. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's so many studies on that. And so I have also experienced that. So allowing uh, to schedule life just like you would a work meeting is so important. And with this, Also remaining flexible. You know, I use Google Calendar. It is virtual or, you know, on the computer. I used to use a a paper planner, which totally I loved. And it was one of those like hour by hour ones. So this is what I I would recommend, Google Calendar or a paper one, that one that has hour by hour. So then you can actually plan what your meetings or your day or actually schedule in the time when you are going to invite in your life or the balance into into your day. And for me on Google Calendar, I'm able to move it around. I'm able to remain flexible to it. 
I hated when I would use my paper planner and then I'd use a pen and it, I, yeah, the day just, it doesn't always work out the way we want it to. So I'm able to just delete it or move it around or even shorten the time. Maybe your original intent was like, okay, I'm going to schedule my life event uh, for an hour or a break for an hour. Um, and it, if it ends up being 30 minutes or it ends up being 20 minutes or 45 it's okay. You still put the action to invite in a piece of balance into your day. And I think that's great. Still giving yourself that grace to know, okay, days aren't going to be perfect, but you're just one step and putting, still putting action towards, um, yeah, that balance. And so step three, so moving on to the next, or not step, tip three, still kind of goes into the whole planning situation that I'm talking about, but I like to plan my mornings the night before. And my mornings that I plan are going to be non-work related. So for example, I will put in my Google calendar or write in my planner, um, wake up at whatever time it will be for that day and walk, read my Bible, listen to worship music or listen to a podcast, you know, whatever I want to commit to doing that morning. And this could range from 15 minutes to an hour, sometimes an hour and a half, depending on my day, depending on the time that I have or the time I'm going to bed. So I know I can get like a decent amount of sleep. And so you can see it can be very flexible and adaptable to your life. And I know it can be very easy to say like, well, I don't have time. I have kids. I am rushing and trying to get them out in the morning. And I completely get that. And so even if it's five minutes of, I don't know, uh, uh, push-ups. I don't know. That might, that actually is not that relaxing. I don't like push-ups, but maybe it's a five-minute meditation that you're going to do. And that's what fits within your lifestyle. Schedule something the night before that you are going to do before you check your work email, before you check social media, before you take a call, before you start to, um, I don't know, make breakfast for whoever else in the house. Before you do anything for anybody else, do something for yourself. And if you have a busy day, more of a reason to do this five minute or hour routine before anything else, because it allows you to say, hey, the first yes I said for myself or the first action I did for the day was for me. And for me, my routine, like I said, kind of looks the same. It's either, it's always a walk. Usually that can range from 15 minutes to 35 minutes, depending on what I'm feeling or the day that I have, or if I press news, you know, (laughs) it depends. And then usually either come home, listen to some worship music or read my Bible. And so that is my routine and plan it the night before. And turn off your notifications, you know, on social media, I have made it a habit for me, you know, and it's, I want to check my social media. Like sometimes I, like I power through my morning routine because I want to do whatever it is that's on my to-do list. And, but this allows me to remember what's important. And I've told myself like, okay, I'm not going to check my social media until I do this, this for myself first. 
Um, And that's just a habit that I constantly tell myself because I know it's important to me and it sets my day up for success. It truly, truly does. And again, giving yourself grace. I'm not saying I am perfect at this. Usually I'd say 93% of the time I get get to this, but I get it. There are days um, where on the weekend, maybe I'm sleeping in a little bit longer than what I usually do during the week and, or I was sick. I mean, come on, you guys. I I get it. Life happens. I did not wake up and do my morning routine as perfectly as I would like it to. I was sick. I allowed my body to rest. I didn't go on my walk. I was wiped. I could not do anything. I was attached to my couch and that was it. And that is okay. Life happens, but that's not what I'm, I'm not, I don't feel guilty for it, you know? It, and that's a piece of the puzzle too. Like, um, sometimes it can be very easy of like, well, I feel like I should be doing this. I should be doing this. And if we don't do it, we feel guilt, we feel shame, and then we, um, don't do it anymore. And so even if you're not doing a morning routine right now, or, uh, maybe plan how I said the tip was plan your morning the night before, Maybe it's just, okay, you commit to certain days, Mondays and Fridays, or start with a weekend, maybe when you're not working, Saturday, Sunday. This is when I'm going to start to develop a routine when it's a little bit easier for me to control my day. So really starting with what's realistic for you, I promise it is doable. It doesn't happen overnight, but it is doable and it can be for you. So moving on to tip number four of productivity hacks. Um, Knowing your focus time. And for me, my fo- so your focus time is the ability you are able to work in kind of like this laser narrow fo- focus before you start to want to check your phone, you want to open up a new- different browser, you want to browse in the kitchen and get a snack, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> and so I know some people are like, um, Arisa, mine's like two minutes. And but be honest with yourself. And for me, my focus time is about an hour-ish. And then I really start to feel like, okay, a little bit of burnout, start looking out the window, start grabbing my phone. And so I will set a timer or mentally look at the clock and be like, okay, it is 2.30 right now at 3.30. That's my cutoff. I'm going to take a bit of a break. Even if I feel like I cannot take a break because I have so much to do, I will... I'll take a break. I'll t- two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes. I know there's like a science to this when it comes to the ratio. I think it's still like 80-20. Like, um, actually, that makes no, no sense for time. But, you know, <laughs> I think there's a science of, okay, work for an hour, break for 15, and repeat. There are time clocks like Pomodoro that that do this. For example, Pomodoro, you work for 25 minutes, you have a five minute break, and then you repeat the cycle. I used to have these like little time cube, this time cube you can get on Amazon for like 10 bucks, maybe cheaper. And it has five minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 45 minutes, and you set that timer. So then it's a physical piece added to it that can help you stay on task and then you can take a break. It's your, your life is not meant for you to be working laser focused all day. That's no fun. Don't, don't do that, please. (laughs) And so the last tip that I'm going to say here is saying no first to projects or tasks that you 
are put with or even like social events, honestly, like saying no first and like saying no first to yourself. You don't have to outwardly say no. I don't want your your boss to give you a work project and you're like, no, um, that's not what I'm saying. Say no in your mind first. And from there, you have to talk yourself into saying yes. And so this allows you to see, is this actually worth your time, your effort? And so let's just take like a social event. For example, I recently, I went to a networking event and I had things to do. I was feeling, I was starting to feel a little sick. So I was like, eh, I don't know. It's something I already committed to, but let's just say, you know, someone came, someone came to me like, Hey, come to this networking event immediately in my head. It's a no. And so that's what I'm saying here. This is an example immediate in my head. I'm saying no. And then I have to talk myself into why, why should you go Arissa? And the networking event was an opportunity for me to meet a mentor or is an opportunity for me to share what I'm doing and my business goals and my dreams and maybe meet like-minded people. So the no, initial no that I said in my head turned into a yes for the pros that I told myself. Like the pros outweighed the cons, simple, in simple terms. And this could, you could also make a pros and cons list, but This is really for people that feel like they are yes people and maybe have a lot on their plate and are constantly even feeling like they have to strive and take on more projects in order to feel successful or feel like they got to go to every event to be seen or be heard, whatever it might be. Say no, you know, leave room for the miracles. That is something that I have learned so deeply and believe so deeply in of leaving room for the miracles, even if it seems like a good opportunity, you know, on the outside, or maybe it actually is a good opportunity. No one's saying it isn't, but leave room for you. Leave room for opportunities to happen because if you are just filling up your calendar, every minute by minute by minute and you aren't able to look up and actually see your life and see um you know what's in front of you then you're you could be missing a lot and so i know it's hard to decipher of like well what do you mean leave room for the miracles what should i say yes and what should i say no to sometimes you're just gonna have to trust and have faith that saying no is probably the best option for you right now and it it might be scary and it might not make sense, but opportunity sometimes doesn't make sense. And those are sometimes the biggest blessings from what I've learned in my experience. And so just a recap of the five tips I went over today. It is if it can be done in five minutes or less, do it now. A number two, schedule life just like you would appointments. Number three, plan your next morning the night before and have this morning be non-work related, whether it's five minutes or an hour and a half, whatever fits within your schedule. Number four, know your focus time, the time you are able to narrow for focus and work. Number five, saying no first to tasks or projects or events. And from there, you have to talk yourself into making it a yes to see if it's worth your time. And so hopefully that was helpful for you of things that I currently do, have done, have worked through, worked on to be productive and stay productive and avoid getting overwhelmed or avoiding burnout and know that 
this is going to look different for everybody too. So here just to provide the tips of productivity and share some things that have worked for me. And if this was helpful for you, feel free to share it with a friend. We always want to invite people into this community to show that other girls can be the girl who can. And we do have an Instagram page at the girl who can podcast. So go over there, check that out, connect with me over on there. Let me know what you learned from the episode or DM me of future episode ideas that you want to hear from me on, or if you have guests that you want to learn from, I'm always looking to bring on guests and share uh, their own wisdom and insight. You can connect with me again, social media at the girl who can podcast or on my personal Instagram at Arissa Lujano. Those will be linked in the show notes. And also it would mean so, so much to me if you could take 30 seconds, scroll down, especially if you're on Apple podcasts and leave me a five-star review. It helps the podcast growth out so much. And I just love reading them. I mean, I love hearing from you guys what you're learning and who you are. So if you can do that for me, that would be amazing. But thank you so much for showing up for yourself. And I am so happy you're here. We will chat next Wednesday. Hope you guys have a good week. Bye.